about the impact of something so small as the t-shirt that you're purchasing um, or the article of clothing that you're planning to buy and what is that impact where does it come from is it be it, it was it produced with um sort of conscious thought to the water usage or toxic chemicals that are you know being used in in, uh, in the fabrics um you know what happens how long will this product last is it something that you're going to buy and just wear one for five years or ten years um if you are bringing that even small amount of conscious effort to how you're making everyday decisions, then I think that to me is really one of the bigger, you know, wins that we would see happening. What's up family? We are back and plugged in for another episode of Positive AF Podcast. My name is Des DeCosta and I'm your host. Listen. In this episode, I have the honor of speaking to the co-founders of Proto 101, Lian and Raphael. Proto 101 is a sustainable and high-quality, long-lasting fashion brand disrupting the industry by supporting ethical supply chains and amplifying minority voices. This killer episode starts right now. Welcome back to another episode of Positive AF Podcast. Today, I'd like to welcome some very, very amazing co-founders of Proto 101. Thank you so much for being here on the show today. How are you folks doing today? Thank you, Des, for having us. Really, really good. Thank you. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you. It's really an honor to speak with you folks. I got in contact um, through Vito Glaziers, and, you know, it's just been amazing understanding your story and how y'all really got to start Proto 101. So I would love to just dive into all of that. It really is an honor to, and, and just see how you guys got to where you were, are today. Um, so, you know, we're interviewing um, both of y'all and I would love to get both of your perspectives in exactly your stories and how you got to where you are. Well, um, I'll go first. Um, so my name is Leanne. I'm co-founder of Proto 101. And, um, you know, I've been um, working in the fashion industry for almost 20 years. Um, and it's a, definitely been uh, one of the, you know, more amazing careers and experiences getting to meet creatives like Raphael. Um, met at our last actually at Amazon and we started up the fashion brands there and as we were growing and working together you know we started to have conversations about what it would be to really evolve and change the fashion industry from a sustainable aspect um so it that's really where we started a conversation about Proto 101 um, and creating beautiful, high quality clothing, but also having a really positive environmental impact um, on the planet and being responsible as a company. Business to, you know, our tagline is look good, feel good and do good. Wow, and where does that come from though? Where does it stem within you that you needed to make a difference in that way? Because there are so many, fashion brands out there that I feel like, you know, are just kind of skating by and and focusing on other things. Let's just say that. Um, Why sustainability and just why? Well, I'm I'm just going to jump in with a couple of, um, you know, quick things about the fashion industry, which is uh, 
The fashion industry produces eight to 10% of total carbon emissions. Um, and that is actually pretty significant. Um, there's also um, a really scary statistic around how much um, clothing ends up in landfills um, and the harmful impacts that the industry has on, you know, um, climate change, water pollution, and um, overall just this overconsumption and overproduction. And that was something that was really important to us is that, you know, climate change is very real. Um, global warming is happening. Um, you know, we're seeing our rainforests um, destroyed and the water, the, the water caps are, are increasing. You know, this is really important to us that we create a sustainable business and company that's also responsible to, you know, not capitalism, but also to the planet and to, you know, the future generations. Absolutely. Yeah. Wow. I would love to hear your perspective on that too, Raphael. So total creative perspective. Um, what's interesting is I've thought about something like this 13 years ago, I made a proposal to do something like this. Um, I knew a lot of people were leading on fabrications and how they engineer fabrications. I really wanted to capitalize that and leave. A, I always say, um, biggest uh, have the big, biggest effect with the smallest, foot, smallest footprint. Um, and that's how I think about it. I really want to engineer fabrics. I approach it from that way, starting from the fabrication, then to production, then to getting to us, and then also to how we, you know, send the package to our clients. So I've sort of thought developing fabrics first, really working in engineering fabrics that not only feel great, but also have a, a lower impact on the environment as we develop them, then create a fabrication that also performs. I really feel that we're in, I say active living, we're in a generation that's active living. If you live on the coast, um, all your time is spent trying to be outside. I lived in New York, I lived in California, I lived in Seattle now, and most of the time I wanted to be doing something outside, outside. Of living. I really want to have a product that sort of marriages that. You know, instead of 100% cotton t-shirt, I want a, a t-shirt that felt like 100% cotton, but actually had performance features. So that's how I approach the whole concept. Um, but the whole idea of really um, leaving a little impact on the environment, you know, I was thinking about that probably 13 years ago, but I haven't worked with a company that really put that as the forefront. And that's a big part of why we had the conversation about, you know, launching Proto 101. That is fantastic. So, I mean, I'm sure you've not had success come easily to you. I'm sure there's been a lot of roadblocks in the industry. And can you just touch on that a little bit? What are some of the challenges that you've both faced? Well, uh, my biggest challenge, I mean, you, you learn from failures. So I've tried this twice by myself and two different occasions. I mean, um, there are learning events and I don't really think as a, uh, Failures, I think, what did I learn? What I can't do? And one of the biggest things I learned is, um, so I launched a brand and it did, it, I sold all the product, but it wasn't successful in building up. I did a second brand made in America and uh, the focus wasn't exactly where I wanted it to be, which really developed the fabric. Italian fabrications bringing it to America. And there's a moment where it was like, all right, take a break. I can't do this by myself. And finding the right partners made everything great. And the first two times I tried, I didn't have that. I tried to do it on the skill of just designing product. And then there's a realization there's so much more designing a product. 
So I sort of stepped back and I was like, okay, who are the perfect people or partners and also friends? What the thing is, these were people I knew as friends first before we really were working together. Well, we were met at work, but there was a friendship established right away. Um, and there's more, I was just thinking, okay, these are the people that are thinking exactly what I'm thinking about apparel, but we're an industry that's not doing that. And it's like, okay, I think we need to step away and create it. Yeah, I mean, in, in the world of, of manufacturing fashion, um, I think one of the toughest places or often come into obstacles is going to be in your supply chain. And, you know, in our previous lives, um, that would be, and as it is with a startup, it's about working with the right um, partners. But until you find that right partner, oftentimes you're going to come up against a supply chain that is very um, built for scale. And, you know, they want to have large production runs. Um, they want to do it as quickly and efficiently as possible. And they uh, you know, this is an industry, it's one of the oldest industries in the world. So they're really, um, you know, running on a certain cadence. And that can be really challenging at times when we're in a world that is evolving, where trends are evolving, where more demand um, changes. You know, I think one of the biggest examples of that is when uh, we all experienced COVID in the pandemic and suddenly business shirts were no longer uh, needed and now it was sweatpants and socks and you know basic and you know having to pivot really quickly um, when the demand shifts like that for any reason can be really challenging in a supply chain um, and so I think that's definitely been one of the um, one of the consistent obstacles that we 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 see in the industry and I think one of the ways that we overcome that is by working you know luckily um, we've been in the industry for um, a couple of decades each so we have some really trusted and valued partners that we worked with and we trust and who also trust and respect us so that when we come to them with our um, you know initial programs or we want to test or we want with our supply chain or how we're positioning um, our fabrics, they are more receptive to that because we have a long history of working together and we can uh, sort of work through what we see short-term versus long-term. And that has been uh, one of, I think, the keys to us getting, um, to us, you know, having Proto 101 be a successful launch was having those really valuable manufacturer partners. Yeah, you guys have done a lot of legwork and obviously even education as far as, you know, people, I don't think this is mass knowledge. When I go into a store, I go to, you know, maybe if you go to um, locations in my local mall and I just pick a few things out and I don't even think about everything that we're talking about today. Um, you know, so you guys are doing a lot of the legwork there as far as that goes. What does success look like to you? Um, you know, like, what does that really mean um, as far as changing the industry and mindsets of people? I think for me, and, and in a really micro example, just even from this conversation, if you, Des, as, um, you know, not just a great podcast, but also as someone just, you know, going about their everyday lives, if you are now more aware about the impact of something so small as the t-shirt that you're purchasing um, or the article of clothing that you're planning to buy and what is that impact where does it come from 
is it being, it, it, was it produced with um, sort of conscious thought to the water usage or toxic chemicals that are, you know, being used in, in, um, in the fabrics? Um, you know, what happens, how long will this product last? Is it something that you're going to buy and just wear one year of it or will you have it for five years or 10 years? Um, if you are bringing that even small amount of conscious effort to how you're making everyday decisions, then I think that to me is really one of the bigger, you know, wins that we would see happening with just um, just providing that awareness and knowledge to customers that impact the fashion and um, or to, to everything that we do and everything that we produce and wear, and there are sustainable options and there are really eco friendly. You know, if it helps that we plant a tree for every t-shirt that's sold because that helps to offset what our imprint is, um, that is a really positive outcome, I think, for the planet. And then again, for future generations, it becomes more, I grew up cycling in California, but now it's so second nature, we don't even think about it. Um, and it just is those small everyday acts, whether that's composting or you know, purchasing sustainable, I think that really does have um, a long lasting and long term effect. Yeah, these are all really amazing things to think about. Sorry, Raphael, did you have um, some input as well? Well, I love like the part you said about educating the uh, consumer because we um, Proto 101 for me was always to take the time and take people on our journey and explaining what we're doing, why we're doing it. And even to the point where I want to get into design and why we make the choices we make to get to where we need to be. Our name, Proto 101, starts for the first class, you know, the first class you take in college. It's the, it's the, uh, it's a beginner's course. It's setting you up for where you want to, where you want to go. And I see Proto 101 as being that. I want to really invest time into educating on our decisions and why it's a good decision for you. I really love that you touched on the name of the brand. That was going to be one of the questions. So, okay, it makes more sense now. Proto 101 is like the baseline. It's the educational, it's the one-on-one -on -one course. It's how we should all build the foundation of you know, our lives. Is that really, you know, am I going in the right direction there? Yeah. And build a foundation for your wardrobe um, yourself to make decisions. And we want to be part of that. Um, the proto is a prototype. That's our first sample. Whenever we have a concept, the first thing we get in is our prototype. And that's where we start with that. And the one-on-one -on -one was just the whole concept of we, we're going to make a big impact and leave we're going to have to keep people on how to do that or how we're doing that. Um, so yeah, that's how I thought about the name and that's how we did, talked about the name because we kept going back and forth on what we wanted to do with the brand or to accomplish what we wanted to accomplish. Mm -hmm. Wow. I think there's also something really nice about um, as a first and that, you know, not kind of what Raph was just saying, we will continue to iterate on that. You know, it's the first sample, it's the foundation. And then as we continue to learn and get feedback from our customers, um, our fit models, our friends and family wear testers, uh, you know, we start, to, we start to see, oh, you know what, we can tweak this and make the next prototype even better and the next round of production even better and even always about evolution of, of creating that perfect. On the front, product. On the front of entrepreneurship, I feel like social entrepreneurship is especially on the rise. 
being more consciously aware of, you know, the source of what it is that we eat and do and how it affects other areas directly or indirectly. What advice do you have for early social entrepreneurs? My advice for entrepreneurs um, would be to set big vision goals that remain your North Star. Um, and so not everyday goals, you know, self-insureds or, you know, it's really about what do we want to do? What kind of impact and change do we want to see? Um, and so being a sort of almost model for what would a society fashion brand that is responsible look like and how do we influence the industry like that's our big goal how do we build the best quality basics um wardrobe basics um while doing that is is then how we get there might change as we go but that's our big vision and we remain true to that and then we do dial it way down and we get really into okay these are the top three things that we need to accomplish and we remain ways are focused on because it is extremely easy in startup entrepreneur land to um, have a million things to be doing and that that to-do list and I'm sure you know Des that to-do list never is done so you really prioritize what you're actually going to do otherwise you will get nothing done yeah Raphael you have any um, golden nuggets for entrepreneurs out there? Um, I, I really love what she said because I, I, I'm, I, I always say I live in a cloud. I see everything. Um, I, I read some of those like designers design in my head. I, I redesign everything. I walk into a room, I redesign clothing, I redesign it. And um, what's great is I have my North Star is, you know, really small print and so I love that constraint of the box for me and it's sort of like it's understanding your limitations and then working really extensively in those limitations to accomplish something which is what I really you know why we work well together he's in the clouds <laughs> I get to live in the real world of the business <laughs> what a perfect match see and and that's another thing too it does come down to what you said earlier Raphael which is who you partner up with um, as far as being able to see the same goals and have the same vision. Um, and really at the core of it all, it's the same ethics and values too, um, especially in this kind of social entrepreneurship feat. So what's next, guys? Yeah, what's it, you know, I'm sorry? <laughs> oh, it's, well, let's, we'll jump into what's next because that's the most exciting right now. We just had a photo shoot for women. So we're going to be launching women's jerseys and uh, dresses, which is coming next. And then a few, two months after that, we're going to be launching French Terry for men's and women's. And then we're just, and for design, like I'm always designing ahead and now we're just kicking off denim. And each category, there's all this work because we're developing fabric. You know, everyone shows you a fabric, 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 and we're going back and like we need to do ECI cotton. It needs to be sustainable, all the steps through it. So it starts um, a lot slower than I've done before, but it's a lot more meticulous on exactly what the outcome of each fabric needs to be. And one of the smart designs is I've worked with companies three or four jeans, three or four fabrics. And that impact is not good on the environment either. And so now we spend a lot of time getting that perfect fabric 
and then designing numerous styles. And so um, I love this fun puzzle of looking at fabrics and developing it. And denim's my most excite, exciting thing right now to work on. But the women's photo shoot was uh, fabulous. It was just nice to see what you're thinking. Be real. I can't wait and to see more about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The upcoming product launches um, are, are definitely spending a lot of our time right now um, when we're in sort of you know, development mode where we're basically, you know, Raph is in the design lab and we are just, you know, going back and forth and talking about what are the right, what are the right styles. Um, these are probably some of the best, uh, best meetings we get to have just, you know, kind of riffing off of each other and um, what, are, how can we solve new customer problems um, with, you know, with our clothing and also do it sustainably. Um, and, you know, I think on a more macro level, you know, our, what, what do we hope is for the future, you know, is that there's there's Proto 101 for every wardrobe basic in your closet. If it's t-shirts, it's jeans, it's your maxi dress, it's your favorite um, pair of shorts, you know, it's gonna be that those everywhere clothing. That's what we really hope to see next for, for Proto 101. Exciting stuff in the works. I can't wait to see it. And just so that everybody else can see it too, where can we find you? We are at proto101.com. Come visit us, or you can follow us on Instagram at proto101official. Um, yeah, drop us a line, say hello, tell us what you think, what you want us to make next. You know, we're answer any questions. We're totally, you know, open and you know ready to chat. Yeah. Thank you again so much for your time. It's really been an honor and a privilege to uh, spend this time with you and to learn more about your stories. Thank you for the work that you do. Oh, thank you so much. Thank Des. you so much, Des. And thank you for the work you do too. Thank you so much for lending me your time today. If you found a moment of Zen through this episode, I kindly ask that you leave a review on iTunes so that this message might reach more people. For daily positivity and to join a community of awesome humans, follow us on Instagram at ThePositiveAF.